0: Friday night party line and uh, due to the quagmire that was the last couple of weeks uh, lack of episodes and uh, cherba being overworked and PAX coming up uh, starting tomorrow. This is going to be one of those crab people episodes and we were just in the middle of a discussion about how ridiculous the ratings and um, popularity information for The Voice on NBC
1: was. Oy. Well, you said you said 14 million
2: simultaneous, right? Yeah, simultaneous four, 14 million. Well, here's the thing. The information that I saw come out from Monday. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing, Nelson, Risk. you have to you have to know how ratings work. See, if you watch a program for 5 minutes, you're counted as being a one viewer. So, okay. those 15.4 million viewers that they got don't have to be all at the same time. It could be a person who just stayed, lingered on the channel for five minutes and then went to go watch Family Guy or something.
1: Okay, I mean, that's still, that's still, uh, you know, like, online posts of stuff. Yeah. Because pe- most people just skim.
0: Actually, I got a binder
1: here. I usually just skim, unless I'm reading some of codes.
0: Oh, I'm not
3: then I go cool. deep Well how many uh, How many views did that one stupid dress post get? The, uh, the oh
1: black, gold, yellow dress It was 28 million in total And uh, 670 Yes 670 was
3: like, Oh, thousand, thousand yeah. 670,000 <laughs> I, like, I think there's more than like 670 people were like, oh, look at this <laughs> Well that's pretty neat I
1: guess
2: that's a nice so, Nelson, does it just blow your mind that, that that many people can be doing, like, for the, the voice viewership, that mm-hmm. 14 million, same thing at the same time, regardless of what it is, or is it just that it's TV at the same time? Um,
1: It's it's about half and half. It's, on the first hand, uh, so I work at New York Magazine, and so I know all the, our, our viewer readership numbers, um, and they're pr- apparently pretty good. I don't know enough about you know, publishing, viewership, readership, whatever, is to, to compare them, but they're pretty good, but that's just like for this, that's, that's an order of magnitude at least, like that's huge, and the second, on the latter point, it being TV, it's, it's less that it's TV and more that it's a simultaneous broadcast
2: hmm.
1: like mm. that is what blows my mind
2: like, okay, so uh, I do the trivias. That's what I do, right? Mm-hmm. So I pulled up Wikipedia real quick. Um, let's see. United States, most watch United States TV series finales, top 15 list. Oh, geez. The top entry, 125 million people watched this show at the same time. This show? <laughs> 1983. <laughs> oh, MASH. Oh, MASH. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. hundred and twenty-five million people at the same time. The season, that, it was a the, 60% US household share. Yeah, that is the series amazing. finale. Man, that was a good episode. 125 million people and that's back when the United States was not at 315 million people like it is today. I mean, mm. that's that's a ridiculous number. That was it was what uh it was about 220 million people at the time, I think.
0: Mm, yeah, sounds
2: about All right. right.
0: So of it's all the, the people real watching reality. TV,
2: of all the people who had turned on their TV sets that night, 77% of them turned to CBS to watch that one show which live.
0: Is, which is insane. I mean, that's it, it, what is that list of? The most watched television shows? Or does that include like news events?
2: Well, no. This is the most watched US TV series finale. Because ah,
0: okay. I'm thinking that rivals no, the you, moon landing. The t- in percentage, not you know total viewers. Oh, I don't obviously. think that the
2: moon landing would even come close because really? when you look at the list of most watched shows ever, it's just Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, <laughs> Super <course>. Bowl. Of <laughs> course. Shocking. Uh,
0: yep. Well, you know what? You know what's premiering tonight? And I wish I was getting paid for this, but CSI Cyber is.
1: Oh, tonight. Cyber Cyber. Yeah. I made a I made a wow, joke on wow, Twitter wow, earlier today. Wow. Um... That you can really you can tell what generation someone's from by what they mean when they say the word cyber. <laughs> like very stark generational divide.
3: Oh yeah, that
0: that is uh, highly accurate. I think. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what the first episode title is? Because I'm looking at it on my Time Warner guide here because I want to DVR it. Kidnapping. Cyber bits, data no, beans. No kidnapping 2.0.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh. We're, <laughs> things aren't 2.0 anymore. It's not Y2K. It's not the Millennium. <laughs> oh, hold oh, there on. There are people alive today. There are people on the internet making dumb internet jokes that were not alive. But, but, listen, but listen to the
0: episode premise. It sounds so promising. The team hold tackles there. a case involving hacked baby monitors. Can, can that happen?
3: Easily. Well,
1: yeah, very, yeah. Uh, very very
0: yeah. easily. Oh yeah.
3: Why would you that's so weird. I don't, <laughs> don't know why you do it, but it's like that's, yeah. that's intense. Like they're not <laughs> serious quality stockage right there. If you're going well, to no. somebody's baby
0: Well no, because here's the thing. Lots of like consumer level IP cams do like uh God, what's the name of it? It's um the thing you should always disable on your router. Um what? No, not just nat traversal, but uh, got yeah, port. Uh, whatever they open the a port, they oh yeah, they internet <laughs> yeah. and they open a port on your router so you can use like a little app or something to view it on your phone from anywhere, and then so people just do scans for you know the uh, the specific layout of whatever these IP camera pages are, and they just find gajillions of them. Mm-hmm.
3: That's so. kind of ridiculous.
0: Oh yeah. I'm actually going to try to find what do you one do,
3: right now. Do they, do they get into the – you know, I don't even care.
0: Well, I think if I, if I could venture a guess as to the premise of this show, I'm guessing that people – that the bad guys hack, quote-unquote, hack these baby monitors to be able to see when the parents are home or not, in which case – or when the parents aren't being paying attention and then kidnapping the babies. Oh, my goodness. Why would you
1: money?
0: I don't know.
1: Kidnapping if any anyone who has seen Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance knows that kidnapping <laughs> doesn't go well. No.
0: Especially if it's Mr. Vengeance.
1: I don't think
3: I've ever seen a story where kidnapping ends up like, hey yeah, we like even in the ones where it's like a lighthearted comedy, there's always like painful shenanigans that go on and, Ooh. like everyone would have been better off if nobody had been kidnapped.
2: Yeah, I object to the use well, of the term yeah. hacking in all of its forms when it comes <laughs> to and there are as far as I'm concerned only two situations where it's acceptable to use the term. The first is the movie Hackers because <laughs> Johnny <laughs> and Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie, uh-huh. that's the only one and then if you go Roller back to Sneakers waves. that's like the actual accurate portrayal of what happens hmm. Sneakers, you know Robert Redford <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that? yeah, 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 I like yeah, yeah That's a good one yep. That is good stuff Otherwise I don't want you to to be hacking past the 128-bit encryption of the gate that they threw up with the NSA red book. Oh no, care. but I don't watch out! It. Here comes a Taurus. <laughs> Turn around to your 3D interface. Pyramids are flying at you. Hurry! Hack oh, them! Oh. One, one other addendum. Pirates <laughs> of
1: Silicon Valley. Uh, that's also a good one. Like they don't do as much hacking and they do more like phone freaking, but it's for a movie that's not very accurate. It is startlingly accurate about all of the phone freaking going on. What, about, once, uh, what about the what about incredibly
3: accurate portrayal of computer hacking that was in Jurassic Park? It's a Unix system. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is. The best um, uh, but I'm most like deceptive not. advertising of Unix ever. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I watch that movie, my brain automatically thinks it's a Unix system. I'm like... <laughs> How would they even get the guy in there? <laughs> what, what role is his crotch playing in this entire computer setup? That's what that's what in, my brain hears. Integral uh,
1: is is the role. Um,
3: so what we had, we did have some other subjects actually, didn't we? Like there was a uh, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Right. Up, oh, here's a
2: uh, here's the fact that will throw your your mind for a loop. Okay. We're talking about ratings. Uh huh. If you bring up Leonard Nimoy, when Star Trek the original series got cancelled, mm. it was doing so dismally in the ratings. You want to guess how many millions of viewers they only had that like, they cancelled oh, Star Trek the original series?
1: Like uh, half, half. Half a million? Half one half of one million.
2: They had they only had twenty point four million viewers in season three <laughs> per episode. That wasn't fair what you did there. That wasn't and they were like, This just sucks so much. How are we gonna make money? <laughs> We're not going to be able to sell this. And now the, the Big the Bang the Theory.
0: Now the Big Bang Theory is the most successful show on television
2: with like how
0: many viewers every night?
2: Oh, I, I think gotta, the, don't they average somewhere like thirteen million?
0: I'm I'm gonna look it up. I'm, I'm on the TV by the numbers. Season what? Eight
2: or nine? Big yeah. Usually oh, you have I to do. fight the law of diminishing returns for that sort of thing. They're doing just as well
0: as Friends, I think.
2: They're, I don't know. I kind of doubt that those numbers hold up. I mean, Friends was right before the final cusp of any kind of internet competition mm. would have kicked in. Here we are.
0: Big Bang Theory. Friends was still
2: must-see TV.
0: Yeah. Uh, see. Literally,
2: NBC was in people's houses holding guns to their head. <laughs> you must see. Yeah. Must see the TV.
0: Well, okay. So, oh, a Big Bang Theory, that's a repeat. So we want to of ratings welcome to nielsen the podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> we google nielsen ratings in real time <laughs>
0: uh, um,
2: i, I used to have to access
0: to these i used to have access to this stuff pretty much live borrowed the login of one of my professors
1: <laughs> mm, well at least at least you were keeping that secret between us <laughs> well i'm not gonna say which um, nah. no, I, I, I feel like I and perhaps other people have kind of mentally checked out today, um, <laughs> because it is, as we all know, the pre-PAX day, even oh. though PAX is technically on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. I was at work today, and I, I got into work, I had my coffee, I, uh, I opened, I fixed some code, I... Sent out the pull request. I merged them. You know, I got them code reviewed, and then I had one more thing that was open, and I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go home when this code is merged in." And I looked at the clock, and it was two p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Didn't, okay, so that, here's the
1: rating because oh, I'm just obsessed a, just for with
0: cl- these numbers. Just a for clarification, is that a thing that takes a long
1: time, or? Um, between a minute and a <laughs> okay. uh, right. month. Between all right. <laughs> okay.
0: So go March ahead, go ahead, Jason.
2: <laughs> I'm obsessed with these numbers from Monday because, like we were talking about before we started taping, um, taping whatever, recording, electronic. <laughs> No, I like the word, tape. <laughs> 14.67 million viewers for The Voice on Monday, March 2nd, uh-huh. which is ridiculous. I mean, the question that Nelson brought up was are people still watching television? And the answer is yes. The They're just watching else? the lowest common denominator crap. <laughs> <laughs> the Bachelor, up against it, 8.15 million viewers mm-hmm. on Monday alone. This isn't the plus fives or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. <laughs> for for people who don't year.
0: know, for people who don't know what plus five is, plus five is for all y'all who DVR.
2: It's what it's be, a really flawed you know, formula.
3: That that makes me sad that people watch The Bachelor at all. <laughs> <laughs> they watch Gotham,
0: it enough that unthoughts. progressive
2: parodies it on their commercials. Six million mm. viewers for Gotham. Eight point seven eight million viewers for The Big Bang Theory. Mike and Molly on CBS at eight thirty got nine point six five million viewers. So seriously, like this is the <laughs> lowest common denominator crap. Uh. If you want anything that's good, anything that has interesting material or or doesn't What's fall a, into a hey, you're 60 kind of mindset. Ah, you have to go online. Yeah, you do have to go online.
1: Uh, Amazon I don't know if they produced or syndicated or whatever, but The Americans is a real good show. It is a good show. It's the premise is basically a uh, deep cover KGB unit which is a husband and wife who have kids need to deal with their like marital stuff and kidliness stuff and also (laughs) do spy stuff in (laughs) war dc it's it's actually really good
3: i i've especially liked the um uh, at risking spoilers here how much have you seen not a lot, but I am okay with spoilers. I um, have there never is, seen it,
0: but uh, I'm also there's okay a
3: scene it. where you find out that uh, somebody is having an affair <coughs> with somebody else, and the who and the how and the why are, is pretty surprising and pretty awesome. Hmm. And uh, there's a lot of great deaths and great drama in the show too. I won't spoil mm-hmm. anything beyond that, but it's uh, it's definitely worth watching. It's a, it is a quality show.
2: Oh, like the numbers for Vikings. Sorry. I, think I know <laughs> what you're talking about. Vikings, Vikings has terrible good? numbers.
3: Uh, i really heard it's really good, but it's, I've never it's seen it. It's like uh, Game of Thrones light. They actually exactly. based it uh, off of um, the sagas. So the character in it, um, Ragnar Lothbrok, I think? His last name, I forget. Um, but Ragnar's character is based off of a character from the sagas, and all of his kids and his wife and everything that goes on are all from the sagas. Oh, and nice! And it's neat to see it turned into a, you know, really interesting, um, like TV show. Like, like I said, Game of Thrones.
1: Light. if you like Game of Thrones, Vikings is is worth watching as well. I like Game of Thrones, and Charlotte uh, has translated the sagas. So I think I think uh, wait there's she a, what? something for each us. Yeah. She did uh Here I thought
3: did, it was a Snorri what's his name?
1: Well, other <laughs> people can translate them. No, but she did um, uh, like it, I some kind of Icelandic like old Norse uh, runic script and stuff. who Hasn't on occasion.
3: Uh, you know. <laughs>
0: Man in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I remember
3: my, remember my Icelandic script class in junior <laughs> high.
0: Oh, yeah. Great stuff. We all got Icelandic names.
1: I want an Icelandic name. <laughs> I want an Icelandic healthcare. <laughs> so an so the lay- one. Oh, speaking of... I have something topical. Speaking of, uh, Iceland and, and Scandinavia, um, I read a few reports the other day, because so i I read a book called The, uh, The Fall of Western Civilization, I think, mm-hmm. which is basically a fictional account of global warming taken from the, like, worst-case projections, mm-hmm. and it is told, it is, like, a, a Chinese historian in 21-something, Uh, basically trying to explain why the West totally fucked up with global warming and couldn't do anything about it, uh, and collapsed. And and so I got on a kind of a global warming kick, and it turns out the best places to live uh, if you want to survive the next hundred years is Scandinavia, because of course, and the Pacific Northwest, because again... Of course. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> the Pacific Northwest uh, won't get the um, the famines of the the middle of the country. It won't mm. get the hurricanes of the East Coast. Hmm. It won't get the uh, the droughts of the Southwest, and hmm. it won't get what is the thing that the the Midwest and the North will get? Tornadoes, Tornadoes earthquakes. Uh, it was something really dust bad. storms. It, I think it Dust It was something. It was something weird. Locust. Yeah, it was something like that. But anyway, anyway, there was a map of the United States because we like visual gags on Friday Night Party Line. Right. <laughs> That's an excellent
0: map, Nelson. That's just perfect.
1: There were different <laughs> colored areas of all of the, you know, of the United States. Of like, this is where all the big bad droughts will happen. This is the you know the hurricane path.
0: Wow, you know, like, even with the where... low, even with the low webcam resolution, you can really see the topography.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, there's basically <laughs> Northern California, Oregon, and Washington are okay. Maybe there's going to be some flooding in Seattle, and that's about it.
3: <laughs> Seattle's going to play with sparkly vampires. Seattle. Yeah, it's it's great to have all.
0: uh oh wow okay so just jumping back a little bit so it looks like uh csi cyber already premiered on bittorrent
1: sites Woo! oh yes yes i totally forgot about this (laughs) yes the show about hacking and the cyber world uh was on bittorrent before it was broadcast (laughs) Accidentally.
3: How Uh, does that even happen? Like, How did somebody (laughs) drop the ball that far ahead?
0: (laughs) For irony that they did that? Here's here's how it works. Some intern at um, at a one of the, gosh, probably on the West Coast, one of the affiliate stations gets his hands on the file, copies it, uploads it.
1: You're leaving out a very important part. There was actually a second intern. I know it's. <laughs> okay. There was a second intern, and on the grassy knoll. Yeah, and one <laughs> of them down- got the file, and they were talking about it. And the second intern is like, "Well, what's the show about?" And the first intern says, "Oh, it's some CSI is trying to do some like bullshit cyber show," and the second intern looks <laughs> at the first intern deep into their eyes and deadpans touring now <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, back into, the cloud. Back, the, into cloud. the cloud back into the cloud back into the cloud so um we kind of we kind of
0: poked at it uh but then uh, jason brought up a wonderful star trek fact but
1: leonard nimoy is dead everybody dies i know long
0: live the nimoy
1: yeah. It's it's both sad and also commonplace. This Yeah, I feel I always feel bad because dad.
3: I was I wanted to see him in more like I enjoyed seeing him in the um in the remakes of the Star or I should say the remakes in the new Star Trek movies. <laughs> That's true. Even though the the time travely, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey things are never really addressed, but I'm willing to let it slide because I like the writing and what goes on enough. <laughs> but uh i'm gonna miss seeing him in stuff and like doing stuff he was one of those guys who you're like oh it's leonard nimoy i like seeing him in that random thing or yeah. when he did like he did a voice of the toy of him as spock on uh
2: big bang theory. show we were just
3: talking about big bang theory yeah and it was really clever and funny and he just he's uh, he's one of those guys that's like robin williams who passed away last year gonna miss the hell out of him i like watching mm. him do stuff um Joan Rivers she was also really funny we lost her last year like it's a bad year for people I like but then
0: (laughs) it always seems to be a bad year for celebrities we like and that just hammers home the point that they're all gonna die and so will we
2: but in a certain measure, Leonard Nimoy was supposed to be immortal because Vulcans lived for so incredibly long. <laughs> they would outpace us by lifetimes. Well, and I know yes. that it's crazy to say that, but by the same token, you do kind of get Leonard Nimoy and Spock mixed up and conflated in your mind. And he's the kind of guy that you want to live forever. Well, yeah,
0: you want him to live forever because on top of being a good actor, his photography was pretty good. He contributed tons to the sciences. I mean, the Griffith uh, Observatory here has the Leonard Nimoy Auditorium where they regularly show great things about science. And my cousin Varujan, who was on the show, gave a talk there like a few months ago. So it's, you know, they contribute. People like him contribute so much to the world. So.
2: For instance, he directed Three Men and a Baby. Where would we be without <laughs> the seminal classic that is Three Men
0: and a Baby? I B- don't know.
2: Or his music Society video of.
0: Uh, his living, Hobbit music video, another classic In the land of Shire was a great little hobbit whom we all admire.
3: Wow, the, you know too much of that song,
2: Victor. <laughs> the Ballad of the, the, the In,
1: dragons.
2: in, <laughs> in, in
1: Victor's defense, in Victor's defense. If I thought about it for a second, I could recall every lyric from the uh, 70s Lord of the Rings movie. animated oh. movies. Ugh.
3: Yeah. But those were yeah. quite good, if I remember. For, were they like, were they really? <laughs> really
1: There was a lot of singing. There was, there was. a lot of well, we, there was a lot of singing in the books, wasn't there? Like, Yes, but you didn't have to listen to it. You just read, <laughs> you just read the first bit, the first stanza, and you're like, okay, I kind of get what this song is about, and then you skip to the, the next bit.
2: The problem with those I, is that they ran out of money to make them, and there were two of them. There was The Hobbit, which was actually a fairly good adaptation of the <laughs> book, The Hobbit, but then they condensed all three of the Lord of the Rings movies down into one book and took a lot of artistic license with it, or mm-hmm. into one movie, rather. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and, yes. The Hobbit
2: one
1: so is fantastic. So
3: that's the one that sticks in your mind. Suck. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slight tangent. I remember uh, the Leonard one of one one of the one of the I mean, movies that was animated in the same style in that time was uh, the Last Unicorn, which I actually liked a lot because it's a very short book. But I actually read the book actually a few years ago for the first time. I didn't know it was based off of a book for a long time, and. Uh, it was actually pretty close. I was pretty impressed. There's there's a slight little twist or two at the end that they had to adjust, but um, that same style of animation was used. That sort of um, I want to say like lumpy. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? the like word. All very lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's another one. if you haven't seen it, The Last Unicorn's worth watching. Even I'd say, excuse me, I have the hiccups. I'd say it holds up too. You know, it's worth seeing.
0: So drones. so the FCC this is a few weeks ago now we were going to discuss it on Friday Night Party Line but it uh, the previous Friday Night Party Line but obviously it didn't work out so the um, FAA put out its um, decision on drones and it boils down to basically um, if you're a personal user you can fly it the same way you know you would normally, you know, fly it under a hundred feet. If and it has to be within line of sight. If you are a commercial user, you have to go get a a license. Effectively, um, do a little training test thing, and you also have to keep it within line of sight. And the thing about this is, it effectively squashes any possibility of GPS coordinated burrito parachute drops.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but you can get around that by using a hot air balloon with a balloonist who is the <laughs> drone coordinator who sits in his hot air balloon above the Empire State Building and directs all the drones. So what you're saying solution.
0: So what you're saying is that cities now need multiple licensed drone air traffic control spotters.
3: Yes. <laughs> Here's a question. If you have a drone with a camera on it that is watching another drone, is that drone considered in line of sight? Because what you could do is get <sighs> one drone with a really awesome set of cameras, fly it really high and then have it track all the other drones.
1: It's like the TELUS <laughs> principle. You uh you just have to connect the beams,
2: right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the property of a transference. Would but this also screw here. with the uh... Oh, go ahead. The the real story here is why the, the rules are so draconian and it's because they're scared of having bombs on drones, right? I mean that's that's the only story that there is. They're afraid bet, that some right. terrorist is gonna load up a drone with a bomb and fly it into a building.
1: What about what drones we- that are bombs? Dun, dun,
2: dun, <laughs> dun. You just blew my mind. <laughs>
3: Well, my thing is, like, I know Amazon was testing out uh, the same-day drone delivery, which would have been honestly kind of cool, but, you know, like, I still remember Scott Rubin saying, like, oh, I'm going to look for those new Newegg boxes and have a shotgun,
0: and just blast them out <laughs> of <under> the sky. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you know what pisses me off about this for decades literally decades model aircraft pilots could fly their could fly their planes and their helicopters or whatever as far as they liked and then once we had good enough wireless cameras they'd plop those on there now they can fly them for ages now we have drones and we want to we have to keep them within line of sight that's bullshit What's
3: the because definition? Because
2: planes what? are familiar. We like those. They're a shape that we understand, and they don't have a scary name like drones. Yeah. If we call drones something other than drones, like snuggle flyers, <laughs> then no one would have a problem with them.
0: I'm it. sorry. I would be deathly afraid, because this is what I'm picturing. I'm picturing a quadcopter with like mechanical arms coming down for like a hug <laughs> attack. That is. <laughs> it's like five minutes.
1: Drones already look like air fighters. It's an airy. Real,
0: just it just
2: is an aerial glomp. That's what it is. <laughs> To make them less scary, your, uh... all you have to do is hook up a set of speakers to them that just say, I love you. I love you. I love you.
3: going to play the, what is it, The something of the toreadores and just follow you around. No, no, that's something. Continue my Five Nights at Freddy's theme here.
1: Oh. One, of the, uh, one of the things I had hoped that the drone revolution would bring, and uh, it hasn't yet, is better remote-controlled aircraft. Specifically Zeppelins. Because I remember <laughs> when I was a young... When I was but a lad, I had a remote-controlled Zeppelin, and it was the best... Uh, and I looked online because I'm an adult with, uh, with discretionary... to uh, spend on really dumb stuff. Um, and remote-controlled Zeppelins have not uh, gotten better in the last 20 years. Uh. Like, you'd think you'd, you could put an Arduino on it and have some, uh, some like, drone uh, rotating... Why do you need the balloon to have the drone? Do that you know? You, but it it less power. Nelson, power. do you and know how drones? Noise, because do you, drones you know how blimps work? So mm. you could have an indoor uh, micro blimp, right? That could go to your fridge and get a beer, and then bring the beer back to you, and it would be almost. Empty.
3: I, I almost made a that's that's what women are for joke I'm not making that joke
0: <laughs> but I could have, Nelson, but I, I got. you do realize that that would have to be one very large micro drone to be able to lift up just, a can of beer you just, or
2: you just, you just, just use hydrogen that's,
0: you, just, you know, we'll just, also have to have yeah, enough okay. to
2: carry around the French maid costume that he would dress in <laughs> <laughs> Why not, at that why point, why not glance? just put arms on a Roomba and call it a day?
3: <laughs> now we're yeah. getting to a ghost Michelle territory.
0: Oh, was fucking s- A. I got it. This, I guess. Adam, did you see what I posted? Was that the uh, the mind control plane? Yes.
3: So, did you see what I posted? No. <laughs> I posted in response to somebody who had posted the uh F sixteen control for the brain kind of thing and I said, Well this is gonna lead to like, you know, having another Android body a la ghost in the shell. So then you're gonna like have your brain put into the other body or your consciousness download. But then what happens when you wake up and you're still in your fleshy body and the other body's <laughs> over there, there's an awkward moment where you both look at each other. It's like then you're either gonna fight to the death or make out.
0: Yep. hmm <laughs> Depends on the quality of the robot body. <laughs> I can't like, Five Nights at Freddy's. Like I don't want no, yeah, <laughs> no. I don't want no Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't want no <clears throat> RoboCop either. It is like you sufficiently human. No, God. It's cold all over Not even ED-209? No. I'd pet ED-209. It looks like a nice... I mean, you scale an ED-209 down, it's like a nice little pet. It's like... It's better than a Furby. With mini guns. Uh, with mini guns.
3: Please get me a beer from the fridge, ED-209. In that
0: claymation-y way it goes. Oh, now I don't have a fridge. Oh... Uh, and there's holes in all hey, my me. beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, Watch I want I want either like like the major quality of body or Jameson.
1: Just do you know how expensive the major's body is? Yeah, Jameson. It's like a little millions of dollars a year in upkeep. Are you gonna yeah. work for Section Nine for the rest of your life to pay that well, off? Yes. It's,
3: it's, it's inflation, though, so like it's actually like $3.79. Exactly. That's true.
0: <laughs> Remember, this is post-World War
3: Three. That's true. And, like, you know,
0: $1 will be worth 8 million yen. I mean, but seriously, how cool is this? So, for those of you who didn't see it on Facebook, um, what it is is that DARPA managed to have this woman who is quadriplegic, and she has... Probes in her in her motor in her motor cortex. Um, Already, I'm out. I was like, nope, not doing that. (laughs) Um, She was able to directly control a uh, what was it? An F16? Yeah, F35 flight simulator with her brain. Now previously, previously she had been able to control. A you know robotic arm with her motor cortex directly, and it's not like she's using the robot arm to like grab the joystick and stuff. no, she is one with the f thirty five
2: that is, is right. awesome. it like this is new technology, but it's not this is thirty three year old technology it's nothing special. The year was nineteen eighty two Clint Eastwood was a pilot sent to the Soviet Union on a mission to steal a protop- prototype jet fighter that can be partially controlled by Neuralink. The movie was Firefox. It's a documentary. <laughs> I'm convinced.
0: You know, as you were saying all of that, all I can picture is like on the screen in my brain is this black thing and red text. Brrr, brrr, yes. Like teletext kind of thing.
1: Oh, that is my Five phone reminding me to record
0: ten. CSI.
1: <laughs> Speaking of the hyperreal future, I have a plug, which will turn into a second plug. Okay. There is a director, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky, who you may know from such films as El Topo and The Holy Mountain, who in... Uh, I believe the late '70s or early '80s, late '70s, was tasked in a science fiction film. That film was *Dune*. *Dune*. And he brought in Oscar Wells to play the space, uh, to play the Count. Um, who else? Mick Jagger, uh, Salvador Dali to play the Emperor um and he he wanted to make a movie that would give people who were not on drugs the experience of taking LSD it was 14 hours long it was never released there is, is a the documentary what's up is that on the internet somewhere like the actual film the the actual film uh is not on the internet there were well okay i'll get to that in a second uh <laughs> Recently, there was a documentary made about the filming and, you know, everything of this movie, um, and it is called Yodorowsky's Dune, and it is fantastic. Um, what happened afterwards is that the designers from the movie, uh, H.R. Geiger and, um, uh, Mobius and another person
2: who I don't remember, Sting. uh, what, what? Sting. Sting. It was Sting, yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, that's a, it's a joke about the David Lynch Dune. Continue.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, they went on to make a little film called Alien, mm. um, and Mobius and Yodorowsky went on to make, uh, they took all of the storyboards and a lot of the ideas from Dune, and they fashioned a comic called The Inkal. And if, Interesting. If You you might be familiar with a lot of the things in the Ink Call because it has been referenced uh, by almost every sci-fi film made since. Um, and actually, large portions of the Ink Call are the storyline of the Fifth Element. Like, really? You know, uh, in yeah. the Fifth Element where they reference... All these things that are never on the screen, and all of these crazy like space magic crap. No. No. <laughs> well, they they reference a lot well, of they do. Like, but... <laughs> it's there's these aliens. Where did, where did they come from? No one knows. You know, where where does this other race come from? No one knows. All of those. The inkel is sort of a a an extended universe of the fifth element. But it is so much more than that, because uh-huh. it, is, it, is, it is what Dune should have been. Really? I, I okay. highly recommend it. Uh, it was out of print for 20 years, I think, uh, but it is now back in print and in English, which it was not in originally, mm-hmm. um, and it is really good. Space. It is the epitome of technologic technology, so advanced that it is, uh, it it is basically magic.
3: You can get it for the low, low price of a hundred and sixty-four friggin' dollars on Amazon.
1: That's the that's the out of print one. You you. It takes some hunting, but you can find it for for relatively reasonably priced.
0: Oh, anytime hundreds. you have to use the word think, "relatively" with the word "reasonable," chances I are it's like not sixty. <laughs> no,
3: so oh, that's the Collector's Edition, okay?
0: Jeez,
2: I'll go. I'll go, see if it's in the LA Public Library movie, on demand, streaming anytime that you wanted on your telephone or on your on your uh, your tablet device. How much a month would you pay for such a home box office experience?
0: Ah, such a home box office experience. Why? I would I would pay five dollars a month. I would pay. I would, t- I would also pay roughly five to ten dollars a month for the amount of actual as TV shows that I watch. As high as ten, because that is as much as I pay for Netflix.
3: I would pay five because of the the amount of TV that we don't watch. Like <laughs> we're, I'm sorry, Time Warner, but. I'm getting rid of you. I don't need you anymore. We're going full digital finally. <laughs> but like, I would I would totally love to have an HBO. Like we have actually HBO go now because Kate's parents have HBO and don't use it, so they gave it to us. But um, I wouldn't pay more than maybe five bucks a month to get a channel, you know, because I maybe have one two shows that I would watch on it.
0: Like I don't watch movie. I I don't watch any shows on HBO to be honest. I mean, I w- I want to watch, you know, John Oliver, but I'm not interested in Game of Thrones and uh, whatever else is on there. It's really just John Oliver I want to watch. Which I can do
3: on yeah, YouTube. I, you you can do on YouTube also. I mean, that's and even now like here I I have a, a big beef with YouTube right now because I'm getting sick and tired of having them throw up like Thirty-second ads in front of a five-second goddamn cat video. Ugh. Really, is it necessary for me to see that? For real. And um, I think we're we're getting into this. We're getting into another stage of advertising. It's got to figure out what it's going to do because if people can't watch just a stupid video on YouTube and not get like a thousand ads, or I can't watch a a show or something that I've already paid for and then also have to sit through ads something like it's going to drive people right back to piracy.
0: Well, you know what it is? Right back to piracy. YouTube is not only becoming a problem for for the consumers of media, it's becoming a problem for producers of media because the content ID system is just bonkers. I am like 100% legitimately considering getting a Vimeo Pro account and just putting my videos up there because then at least I don't have to worry so much about YouTube's stupid content ID system, which is draconian and as opaque as a black box it's, it's dark magic
2: here's the news that goes into all this though Vic you brought up before we started recording the show mm-hmm. that HBO is planning to launch HBO Go yeah. for $15 a month and I can't hardly believe that price point I'm cheaper than any of you because yeah. for HBO on my phone I would pay like $3 comfortably maybe 5 if I'm pressed because really like you're saying what are you honestly going to watch on there other than John Oliver, which I, who I think is brilliant, I mean, uh, you want to take a stab at what HBO's highest-rated show is? Because I got the ratings for that too. I'm obsessed with these ratings <laughs> numbers right now.
0: Um, I'm gonna have to- Game of Thrones. Yeah. Y-
2: yeah, by a long shot. 2.84 <laughs> million viewers per episode, but then it drops down. Like True Blood before it ended this year was half that. True Blood was True not Detective. Good was like 2.3 million viewers per episode and from there it's like Boardwalk Empire Silicon Valley, The Leftovers The Newsroom, Veep, Eastbound and Down, these are all like around a million two million. none of those shows are shows I
3: would watch are you looking at uh, Mm -hmm.
0: tvseriesfinale.com as well
3: do you think we'll get to a point where um, there are networkless shows I mean not I guess we're kind of there with, yeah. like, um, House of Cards on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: we'll get to that. Point. But do I think, we think get we're to a, where there's a show, there. Like,
3: well, like, a show that's made where they can actually get, like, a million viewers, and they're not on an NBC, they're not on a Netflix, they're just like, hey, subscribe to our show. Well, yeah, Uh, the problem with that premise is that the
2: Netflix shows are network shows. It's just that network is the broker instead of NBC. The distribution is slightly different. But if you go on YouTube, there are some YouTube original series. I mean, not made by YouTube, but just made by the creators and posted. You guys are uh, familiar with Adventure Time, right? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I've heard of it.
2: Bravest Warriors. The guy who created Adventure Time made Bravest Warriors, and he just put it up online. And I'm sure that there's some... I don't know some animation deal behind the scenes where he gets some help making it and whatever. Sure, but still, that show gets mad downloads and it's good. It's actually creative yeah. and good, and I love it. I mean, and if um, you
0: want to broaden your definition of show, you have YouTube personalities who have shows like uh, what's his mm-hmm. face. Pewdiepie. Pewdiepie. You know, you know uh, uh, like, uh,
1: Pewdiepie. I
4: have
1: I have no problem with those people in italics. But wow, the fan base base of video game streamers is rambunctious, I could say. (laughs) It it rapidly devolves into sea lions. Yes, (laughs) rapidly. (laughs) That is one of my favorite terms
0: of this past year sea lions.
1: (laughs) Be and Puppycat by uh, Natasha Mm Allegri. Allegri is uh, they did a Kickstarter, and they got $872,000, which is decent. Yep. Uh, and they're... what's up? This is, do, so do you think, like, maybe not
3: Kickstarter, but a, a, a service of some kind that functions like Kickstarter will be the future of um, entertainment generation? Because
0: You mean like if, how a lot of if, shows are using Patreon right now? Different. Yeah, I would yeah. say
1: Patreon would be a component. And I, I don't want to say, you know, something will be the future because <laughs> there are things that are using things like Patreon and things like Kickstarter now. Um, and there are things, like there was a show that I backed back when Kickstarter was new and interesting, and I'm just going to throw money at it. Um, <laughs> uh, I They were semi-successful, but their premise was we want to make a TV show, we will uh do a kickstarter for the pilot and then try to shop it around which i think is actually a pretty good blend of you know new technology and old you know trying to get money yeah i think s- things like that will happen more and more
0: i mean the good thing about that kind of strategy is it gives you your 360 package to give to to show to studios when you're pitching a pilot mm-hmm. cuz you mm-hmm. know you got all you, i mean at the very least you can say look Even if you guys think this show is a little weird, there are all of these people who have paid money to make this pilot even possible. They are automatic viewers.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We even have... Have, um, I also think it's kind of weird that we're all sitting around in our basements in our t-shirts and saying, do you ever think that there's going to be a time when guys will be able to sit around in their basements and make t-shirts and make shows? Because, I mean, here we are. And ostensibly, other than talent and quality and budget, what's the difference between us and Meet the Press?
0: Talent, well, budget. we have it and Meet the Press doesn't. Oh! Except budget. <laughs>
3: We don't we don't uh, brook fools like they do like having Mm. Laura Ingram on choke her out I swear to God
0: (laughs) One one last thing I kind (laughs) of wanted to bring up and it's good because we have an artist on the show um, is Taylor Swift now there is um, I've never really been into Taylor Swift and I I can't say I am now even you know through all the stuff But I've listened to a couple of her songs sort of mashed up and I've been hearing to hearing all my friends who like Taylor Swift and who don't like Taylor Swift either praise or complain about her. And I'm wondering a lot of the common things that people say are bad about her is that she has become moved from country to pop and she has become a total pop star as if that's a bad thing. And that her music is No one's ever done that before. For real, (laughs) right? And no and that her music Miley
2: Cyrus. Right.
0: And that all of her music has become is is now just pop. Not just as a genre, but as a embodiment of pop. In that it is it is so pop it is the epitome of pop music.
3: Well, and, I mean, there's basically country pop, which is what she was doing before. Anyhow, before, yeah.
0: <sighs> I don't.
3: Are you are they saying like she's sold out? I mean, that it. Well, she's saying pop, she's,
1: pop is dead.
0: <laughs>
1: well, what they're basically uh, now saying. Be Popgate.
0: Oh no! Um, <laughs> what they're basically saying is that. Because despite whatever she says, that you know, she has control over music, this is what she wants to put out. That the music she has put out is, yeah, I guess you know, sold out, it is appealing to a wide demographic. And my question is, discounting the obvious money advantages of doing that, what is wrong with doing that?
1: Popular things are terrible, and I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Basically, I wasn't the that popular is, that thing the before area. they were cool. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's, it's, it's... that your sort of sentiment, of the, the whole hipster sentiment of, you know, well, now that it's mainstream, I don't like it anymore. You know, uh, like,
2: anime admit, went through that. Other yeah. people are liking my thing. Stop it. That was my thing.
1: I'll <laughs> admit, uh, I, I have... Uh, like indie indie pride. When I find things like there's there's some uh, some Cambodian uh, psychedelic. There's a, a one record that I found. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about a drug for a second. No, <laughs> it, it is uh, Cambodian psychedelic rock from the '70s, and it is real good. <laughs> and I want lots of people to listen to it, but I know that it is uh, niche. I guess I would say. Um, but you're making another. But
0: that's not bug. that's not like the hipster <laughs> indie thing. That is you, That is you acknowledging a a limitation in other people's taste. That you have a slightly eclectic taste, and other
1: people might not well, like it. Well, here's the flip side of that. Um, so, my mom uh, was very musical, mm-hmm. and so growing up, I listened to a lot of music and a lot of. Pretty good music. Um, for example, I was really into Elliot Smith in middle school, which probably says a lot about how I turned out. Um, <laughs> but when he died in, I believe, 2003 and then became like, well-known and popular, uh, people would ask me, you know friends would be like, "Oh hey, have you, have you heard of this guy, Elliot Smith?" And uh, I was the worst. I was just like, "Oh yeah. yeah, I heard of him."
3: Of course I have,
1: Philistine. <laughs> yeah. So there's it's definitely uh if you're if you're immature, it's definitely very easy to be sucked into that oh oh you like this thing that I like now? Okay.
0: Well it's not even we're, that, we're it's right like right people are continent. people are deriding it not because, you know, they had a preference towards it one way or the other previously, but simply because it is popular and that it appeals to a mass audience. Well, look at other
3: pop artists. I mean, Madonna started as a pop artist, and she's done okay for herself, I would say.
0: (laughs) What is she on, her 15th comeback tour?
3: (laughs) I mean, she could still be making money off of the first first uh, albums that she released, as far as I know, I mean, she, she, they were they were really good, it was good pop music when it came out, and if people like pop music, then there's nothing wrong with that, if you if the person you like, like, let's say you like some obscure heavy metal band, like, I don't know, Troll or something, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden they start doing like, oh, well, they used to do this one kind of metal, but now they're doing this other kind of metal, and I don't like that anymore, so... And that, don't listen to them anymore go find another artist who plays the music that you like and that's you know?
0: another stupid complaint people made oh all of her music sounds the same you know what that's called pop it's called no you know what that's called it's called having the red a style hot <laughs> yeah right
4: <laughs> But like every,
0: style, yeah. Yeah. It's it's called having a style. I mean, all of Dead Mouse's songs sound the same. All of Skrillex's songs sound the same. That doesn't cheapen the quality of them. Well, even I I guess, the, that, like a lot of
3: Metallica's music. Yeah. You know, you listen to Metallica and all a lot of their music has a similar quality. I
2: guess legitimately. Wait, their music sure has quality. Has. <laughs> There is the un- legitimate concern there is that they're going to be just playing to the middle, and that in order to be popular amongst a whole big wide spectrum of people, you have to kind of water down your music and make it less creative. You don't want to freak out the people who are conservative, and you don't want to you know, make it too boring so that the conservative people aren't... you know, uh, Angry about it? Are, ...are the ones that are controlling it, and that the more creative people aren't engaged. So what you have is really this kind of like maudlin halfway music, it's not really going to to break any barriers. It's not going to explore any new frontiers. Well, you can also do what and Beck did. Cases, that's been true. <laughs> you do what Beck did. I mean, Beck
3: did a whole completely complete departure from what he normally did, but made a really amazing album. Got all kinds of uh, awards for it, despite what Kanye says, because Kanye wouldn't know his ass from an elbow when it came to music, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but you know, you have you have this guy who like he played 15 instruments, he wrote everything himself. I mean. You, you have all these artists who do these really impressive things, but also don't necessarily catch on. I mean, there are people who I can guarantee you had never heard of Beck before he won the Grammy. Mm. You know, like, I, I remember Beck when he was doing Devil's Haircut. You know, and I'm oh, like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, I knew him back then. But, like, seriously, he's been around for a while. And, you know, hopefully when... You, when if I was a, an artist and I was doing um, a, a tangent to my normal music... I would hope that people who liked my music when I when I was new to them would go back and check out stuff that I had done previously. Hmm. So, like, if I'm if I'm Taylor Swift, <laughs> you can <laughs> see the resemblance. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm Taylor Swift and I'm releasing this new kind of music, I'm gonna hope that people who listen to my pop music might go and check out my country albums and be like, "Oh, I like this also because I like Taylor Swift." As opposed to, you know, if somebody's already bought my album and they're not buying my new album, that's it's not going to concern me because pop's so much more popular and you're going to be, you're going to have a wider fan base. And if you just have just country,
0: well, maybe this is a side effect of the Pandora and the Spotify sort of effect where people hear music that, you know, corresponds with a particular sound that they like. And so, you know, like Pandora, you say, Oh, I like this song and I like this song and I like this song. And Pandora finds the common denominators between them And so people are now listening to artists, not for the artists, but because of the particular sound that first drew them in. So at the first sign Uh, of change, they just sort of jump off.
1: I slightly, I agree with your general point, but I slightly disagree about a minor point. I think this has always been happening, but because it was a very manual process, like, Mm. oh, hey, you listen to uh, Cake, you should listen to uh, this other band that's really good. You know, right. among friends, now it's it's automated. Um, I I think the the frequency of s- like skipping uh, artists and skipping to new artists has you know greatly increased. Yeah,
2: I also think that people undersell the importance of the social aspect of music because back in the heyday of radio. The low co- lowest common denominator is one thing, but the common denominator was important. It was important that everybody knew the same songs and could relate to it and would talk about it and listen to it. Right. Music was social. And now it's broken down into much smaller tribes where you have to know the scene that you're into in order to have the music be cool or to, to fit into a certain subgroup. And if you listen to the radio now, you're old and outdated or 13.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, I don't know how many times I have to fucking say this on this podcast, but (laughs) 93% of Americans listen to radio on a regular basis. Okay.
2: I was, I was visiting four minutes in the car on the commute.
0: (laughs) But, hey, that's how, you know, that's where Taylor Swift gets her bread and butter from the people who listen to it on the radio and say, ooh, who that's is that? That's not
2: true. Taylor Swift gets her bread and butter from live performances. The radio is just well, advertising I mean the promotional
0: bread and butter, not the, the obvious
2: money. Not the no
0: actual bread and butter that she eats
1: <laughs> in her, like, mansion. <laughs> <laughs> Does she have
2: a mansion? She really should. I Does feel she like she would. Does she have a bread and butter
1: would? lost in her contract?
2: Yeah. <sighs> I would assume... I, mean, I just assume rich people It's in the radio. <laughs> um,
1: one thing... I mean, the the complaints about Taylor Swift, uh, much like the complaints about most... Oh, wow, kind of, she oh, they're does have a ...or anything around that, really break down to uh, in-group posturing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the person who posts, oh, you know, fucking Taylor Swift is pandering to the plebes, wants <laughs> to... You know, show that they're in the in-group of all the other people that say that you know Taylor Swift is. Yes.
3: Well, like Taylor Swift was like this high art, like this this <laughs> tremendous, like generational, amazing artist. Like there hasn't been anybody else. <laughs> but Taylor Swift is the epitome of music for the 20th century. You know what? And I think Lady, Lady Gaga might be. The peons listened to, to Taylor Swift and how dare she painted to them with her with her pop music. Oh, I think Lady oh, the
2: Gaga might be. His kids went the, to the movies uh, and the saw *Earned Goalie*, and they were like, "This isn't Citizen Kane." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's the
2: same way, well, like no, when I
1: when I wear my cufflinks that are like the old uh, Star Trek emblem, mm. I am posturing that I am like an old Star Trek person versus you know new Star Trek, which I have no problem with, but. You know, it's not—it's not the thing that I establish my in-group uh, credentials with. Also, I think that the, the
3: the groups that most of us are like in, as far as being like in the group, really don't judge or care for that. Like, you know, if you're like, "Oh well, I have this thing that's so how how come you guys still aren't into that thing?" Like, we'll do that as a joke, but I don't think anybody like seriously.
2: Adam. Knows Adam. The, Adam, the, the Adam. Gamers. come on (laughs) politics is entirely based on that kind of oppositional tribalism
3: with us it's more of an enjoyable slap fight though it's not like an actual you know (laughs) oh well everybody's everybody's got to buy the new borderlands because if you don't buy the new borderlands then screw you
0: Adam the people on the for most people on the forum it's an enjoyable slap fight for gamers writ large (laughs) it is you know arms and missiles you know it's yeah
3: I have never seen, ever, a gamer react poorly (laughs) to to that sort of situation in my life.
1: Jason's point, I think, is a really good one, that, like, our current news cycle is focused on Hillary Clinton's email provider. Jeez. (laughs) She voted for the Iraq War.
3: (laughs) we we and the funny thing is is that's what her opposition's going to latch on to. They're going to be like
1: emails. Yeah. email. <laughs> like there are there are, you know, legitimate legitimate pros and cons to uh her being president, you know, on well, proving she's was, not a republican. Well, I mean, Bro. she's
2: she is a republican. She just
1: Yes, yeah, she's, she's you not know
0: a what? current Republican. We need we need a you know, what? we need a Republican president just to remind the American populace no, at large how fucking crazy
1: the Republicans are.
2: Shut your filthy mouth. We, gotta, we, we have a Congress.
1: We have a Congress and they keep getting reelected. Uh, we were we were that close to King
2: Cheney. Like that
3: close. Yeah.
2: You it's interesting that, that you bring up like- about those emails, though, because there are, <laughs> I mean, it does give an interesting insight into exactly what her, some of her deep philosophical problems are. Oh, yeah. The issue is yeah. that she was running her own private email server from her residence in New York as a way to circumvent sunshine. I mean, she was basically getting around any kind of openness or transparency. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was hiding all of her cards from the American public that she swore to serve by running this secret server in her own house. And that speaks volumes about someone's philosophy, their political philosophy, and their integrity.
3: However, it also says that they know how to use freaking technology, which is more than uh, yeah. no, know, the okay. Republicans.
0: Well, no, it may it's mean
3: the IT they know how to does. pay yeah.
2: people
0: to use technology.
1: Better than the Republicans. Oh, Here, you know <laughs> what? Right, I'm going right. to put my foot down. I'm going to make a stance, and okay. I hope I can live up to it. Okay. Or stance? I Will vote if if there are no other qualifiers, then for every presidential election for the next I don't know twenty years, <laughs> I will vote for the uh, the not what is it the the candidate who is not an old white man.
2: Ah, yeah. are you on the spice right now, Nelson? <laughs> can you see through time? Uh, and <laughs> like also I, space.
1: Also space. I would that love space for is stuff. very important. People forget that. They're like, oh you well, can it, see through time. That's great. They're but, the no. same thing,
2: Nelson. Yes, they're the I, same would, I would love for
1: the choice to be difficult, honestly. Like
3: I would love there to be like a really hard like not just not just be within the party, but like having to mm-hmm. pick between these two parties like oh man, that guy's got some really good ideas. Oh I man, this really... person, that's because you're a nerd. I really wanted I Bill Richardson to, have that. to win, I, but right now I don't. So even if it comes down to Hillary Clinton and literally anybody else that the Republicans have to offer, I have to go with Hillary Clinton because yep. holy crap, I remember Bush. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> come on, they're saying like, uh, oh, Scott Walker was like, oh, he's getting traction, and I'm like, no, he's
0: not. <laughs> who is? Who is? I can't remember, remember who it happened? was that um all, that. People wanted to run to for president for the Democratic Party in the upcoming election. Who was it? it? Is can't remember her Hillary name. Clinton. No, not Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth <whoa, whoa. laughs> Warren.
2: Yeah, oh, that's the mean, one. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, she's Danny Glover is not from Community.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would vote for Donald Glover.
2: He'd be a great Donald president. Glover. That was his name. Danny Glover was the guy from that Lethal Justice Weapon. Don't okay. yeah, from what I yeah. <laughs> um
1: But but Adam and I both live in New York. Uh, so our votes don't matter because New York was going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Um, right. Not only because she's a Democrat, but because she was also you know the, the senator from New York. Right.
2: Assuming um, that she gets the party nomination. I mean, the assumption was that true. she would get the party nomination in 2008, and she didn't. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's because Obama came out of freaking nowhere, and he was amazing. <laughs> Sadly, he didn't live up to all expectations, but no you know, still better than you know McCain and for... crazy lady from Alaska. <laughs> don't you know. <laughs> um, Don't you know? Yeah,
2: I do know, and that's why I didn't vote for you, psycho. Like
0: Bobby, like like the mother from Bobby's World.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If it's fair to say that you'll vote for literally or for Hillary Clinton over literally anyone that the Republicans put up, I'm equally willing to say at this point that I'll vote for anyone literally that the Democratic Caucus puts up against Hillary.
3: Well, we actually had a similar situation to that. Lieberman. Lieberman. What if it was? Uh, No, Lieberman's not really a. Come on.
2: <laughs> Wait, which party is he with right now? Is he? Oh, that's, a good, that's a good question. question.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Um, but we had look at look at Cuomo. He almost he lost like thirty three. He won the the election uh, for the Democrats, but mm-hmm. he he lost a lot of support because of what he's been doing with like between the Moreland Commission um, and uh, going going after teachers. By the way, I voted for for Teachout, Cuomo. I know you listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we we literally had two really great candidates. Uh, the Teach Out Wu ticket was amazing. They were brilliant, and people just voted for Cuomo because he was like he was a known entity, right? <laughs> nobody knew really Teach Out and Wu, even though they were way smarter and way better candidates, and would have handily won over all the nobody that you know the Republicans put up. But you know, when people are, do you would you would I then not vote for Cuomo because you know Teach Out didn't? Get in? Of course not. I'm still gonna vote for Cuomo because Jesus, the the, the alternative were like what was it was it Paladino the last No, he was two elections ago. Who was the last, the I last don't other even guy?
2: Remember.
1: they're they're faceless. They were terrible. They were all bad. But what
2: you're saying is demonstrating the exact problem with American politics right now is that we don't really have a left and a right. We have a right and a slightly less right. Yep. And the slightly less right keeps on moving more and more and more mm. to the right, to the point where it's not even the center anymore, it's just slightly right of the center. That's
3: why we there have been like no me.
2: socialist candidates, and uh, then I use the term see, socialist I'm a, broadly. Yeah, I'm a
3: different. I'm a different kind of right, and that's why everyone should vote for me if I run. I'm always right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been voting. Oh my god! That, been... The problem is that might actually work as a campaign slogan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here's here's my my voting strategy in the last few elections. Uh, for local things, usually Green Party. Sometimes uh, Working Families, which is a local New York party that's
2: fairly Go ahead. Throw your vote, vote away. away. <laughs> I know.
1: Um, but, so I, I vote for the, you know, I basically protest vote. And then for all of the uncontested elections, I write in myself. Because they are uncontested. And that is the worst possible thing. Right. Um. I've always been there tempted to look into those and be like, do I think I could win? And I'm always like, <laughs> No, I don't think that I could win those. There is there is a Brooklyn uh, council member who is su- he is the skeezy, like sexual harassing, fat old, like Italian American stereotype. <laughs> um, and he has run on a unopposed in the last two elections and i almost want to like try to get my name on the ballot because everyone hates him what if you <laughs> win vote for me i'm not then, that guy then i would be able to it'd be like Sim city except a lot more bureaucracy <laughs> and uh, not as fun the turns what, will what take
3: forever what, what has Melson been doing? He's been at his computer typing shift fund for the last hour. I'm <laughs> not sure what he's trying to accomplish.
0: <laughs> but there are earthquakes. <laughs> Is anybody
1: going to do anything about no, that uh, Godzilla? Here's, here's here's the good thing. A lot of these <laughs> console positions are basically part-time. So, like, you know, if it was full-time, I would never do that because I make more money than... You know, it's not council it. member. Yeah, but for for a part time gig, to be a relatively you know meaningless cog in the machine, but at least a cog that is open to good ideas. If even if you know I don't have any of my own, and not playing
3: grab ass with the secretary. <laughs> yeah, it's not
1: that hard. Just play grab ass with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Council, <laughs> for city council. <laughs> for I'll have my own ad. <laughs> uh,
0: all right then. Well, that, <laughs> this is you know I thought this was going to be a crab people episode, but this turned out pretty uh pretty okay with uh, no short contribution on uh, on Jason's part from moving us from topic to topic. Um, re- recognize did you like that I, think, I did. I'm just going to be the human gear shift. There we go. <laughs> Recognize good work when Definitely. it's done. Uh but yes, that is uh that is it for this episode of Friday Night Party Line. Um again, we are recording this on Wednesday. Uh you will so if the world blows up between now and Friday, this information will be slightly out of date. Um but uh Nelson's gonna be at PAX. Adam, you're gonna you're not gonna be at PAX. You got teaching stuff to do, huh? No. Jason, Jason, you've got reporting report. stuff and child rearing stuff to do. Indeed. Yeah, and me, I'm just saving my pennies because I'm going to be performing at uh, Hanadoki Con in San Diego. They're actually paying my travel expenses, which is a new thing. So, woo! taking the Amtrak four, hour, four and a half hour train ride.
2: Audio That's looks fun. That's a good ride.
0: Well, you know what? Audio it's going to be going. It's going to be. It's on the Pacific Surfliner, so it's going to be basically riding the coast for about three quarters of the ride. It's good.
1: Beautiful. Oh, this you design. know what you could read. You know what you <laughs> could read. I earlier that I've got one more thing to plug. Uh-huh. Uh If you are familiar with the old uh, comic Tank Girl or the movie of the same name, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. did a Kickstarter to make. More Tank Girl. Uh,
3: of course.
1: And it is real good. And I got this delivered to my work, and I opened up the package, and then I realized that she is in a spaceship shaped like a dick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> At least she's not stuck in a pipe. That movie has me claustrophobic permanently. Ooh, yeah.
0: So, do you, uh, Adam, Jason, do you have anything you want to plug before we close out? Since uh, uh, Nelson has if used I his get, plugs. If
3: I, I, I will use this plug. And uh, ah, if I don't plug, get... Clever. Yes, for visual gag, audio show. Well, be well. about it. Um, if, but uh, if, if I don't get funds soon for my classroom, I may be doing another adopt-a-classroom fund drive because uh, Title I... <laughs> Lost the paperwork back in March, and uh, I did not get to order my supplies again in September. So now I'm out of paper and canvases and clay, and I'm making do with what I have. Although hmm. I've been told that I have an order available, we'll have to see. So I may need I may be plugging Adopt a Classroom again. Hopefully, I won't have to. All
0: right, well, let us know, and uh, we'll we'll certainly plug it as soon as you know, you know, and we know and stuff.
2: Jason, anything for you? Or are you... Atomic Trivia War 9000. Oh, yeah, that's That trivia that show that we do over on the the iTunes and the SoundCloud and mm-hmm. the SimplySyndicated.com and all those things. I won't even throw in the sponsorship Simply here. SimplySyndicated.com
0: slash ADW9K
2: Yeah, but really SoundCloud.com slash ATW9K That's where I want people to go. because oh, yeah? It's just a really great interface. Nice. Uh, it's good.
1: And while you're there, you can listen to uh, a mashup of Uh, Space Jam and anything your heart desires
0: (laughs) Space Jam and Frozen is my favorite (laughs) Uh, spit out yeah it works Um, I do want to plug one more thing, uh, for those of you who have subscribed to this YouTube channel, you may have noticed that for the past couple of weeks, I've been putting out uh, a show about Steven Universe, it's called Steven Universe Universe, a show where we talk about the universe of Steven Universe Universe, uh, so we are, I've been putting them out, and I think I'm going to continue doing the show, and, um... Hopefully, a new episode of Behind the Screen will be out soon too, because it's only been three months. Um, so that's coming out. And uh, for Steven Universe fans who are tuning in next week, episodes of Steven Universe Monday through Friday. Dun dun dun. Good show. If you haven't watched it, you definitely should. It's uh, it's got a community that is growing about as quickly as the my little pony community was <gasps> <laughs> So um yeah they've gone f- they they've already they're already going pretty quick. They've got gem sona's now. <sighs> Whatever. Um so you should that's, check
3: that's it That's an- another show, man.
0: Oh. <laughs> you should check out uh, Steven Universe if you like shows like Adventure Time and Bravest Warriors and My Little Pony you should check out Steven Universe uh, now available on iTunes, Amazon, blah 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 blah. so uh, that is it for this week's Friday Night Party Line catch us next week on Acceptable Vices when we talk about and uh... (laughs) and We'll see you guys next time. Thank you to Adam, Jason, Nelson. And we'll see you next time on Friday Night Parting Good night, gents.